Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Double Running Talk Show. Today we have Rob on, the owner of Trail Racing over Texas. Rob, you want to go to introduce yourself? For sure. I am uh, Rob Goyne, Trail Racing over Texas um, race director. So I've been race directing uh, full-time since 2014. So, yeah. Yeah, Rob, he, he, he runs an awesome business. I've been to a couple of his races, guys. I definitely highly suggest all of his races. Um, they're all really amazing, and they're just going to start uh, – I think they're just now starting getting back into racing season. You, you want to tell us more about that? Yeah, I mean, we're just getting back from March was the last time that I race directed a race. Actually, it was Crazy Desert was the last race that um, I race directed, and then obviously COVID hit. We haven't had races since then, so we've changed a lot of our fall schedule, added some races we've never had before, um, that are really going to be like one-year races, but ultimately tried to put together a fall schedule that I knew I could get approved through counties, which is really tough right now. And then B, one, uh, one-day races for the most part so that we can kind of control what was going on. Um, and then ultimately doing that, we made a schedule that was conducive to the times right now. So we'll, we'll kick off next week with a race that we're calling the Remix, which is uh, at Seven Isle Ranch, which is out in Cat Springs, Texas, a small little town. Uh, it's out on some uh, property that's a working cattle ranch. Um, it's about 2,700 acres. Um, so we we purposefully tried to add in our races in the fall that were with private landowners um, because I didn't know how it would be to go through Texas Parks and Wildlife right now, which they've been great as well. Um, but ultimately, the, we did the remix as a – before COVID hit, we had an we had quite a bit of inventory in our warehouse of older shirts and older medals from races in the past. And we were going to use this race called the remix uh, to basically like splatter paint old medals, make them fun, and then take the old shirts and put like this remix logo that glows in the dark. So it was always supposed to be a way to get all this stuff out of our inventory. We didn't know that we were going to have COVID and go virtual and basically liquidate all of our, inventory anyway so we actually made medals for this race which we never intended to do but we're i'm super stoked um to get back to to race directing um i never thought i would ever take six months off race directing um it definitely feels very strange to have not put on racing i'm i'm like a lot of people i'm very anxious my wife already told me this morning that i'm already a wreck but i'm definitely feeling the nerves of going back to putting on races yeah for sure yeah it's super creative how you how you were able to kind of transform all those like old medals and everything and put it into a new one uh with with this kind of being is this y'all's first race of the season yeah this is, is? this is this is first one since march so yeah oh is so are there like a ton of people signing up for this race what, what's that looking like so we're at 200 for uh for the day i think that We'll probably end up capped. I mean, it's capped at 300. I'm assuming we'll probably hit it. The weather's good. Obviously, Texas just got unhot. So everyone yeah. seems to be enjoying that. And then the next race, which is at Mission Tejas, which is up in um, Crockett, Texas, just outside of the Davy Crockett National Forest. It's a capped at 300 as well. So the first month that we were going to put on races, we wanted to cap it at 300 just so that we um, – I. I it's hard for me to explain this to people because they always think we have it right, but I need to learn how to do this correctly. And it's a relearning process for us of relearning food because we can't, you, you, we have to use single serve food now. Yeah. Um, the way that we're doing aid stations is different. Um, 
you know, people have to wear masks through aid stations. There, there's so much that's not what we built over six years to get used to. So I'm trying to limit the amount of people so that I can honestly learn and get better and ask questions so that when we get into the Brazos spin, which is the 100-mile championship race, that we will have had four races behind us. We will be, we will have it nailed down and we will have kind of, we would have learned those lessons along the way. So, uh, so we, we kind of purposely want it to be smaller. We don't want to come out with a 700 person race and yeah. And not be right. Yeah. It's super understandable. I was looking at browsers bin. It looks like the turnout is going to be freaking huge. Like there are hundreds <laughs> of people signing up for that. So I bet you're definitely excited for browsers. Um, could you tell us the history of trail racing over Texas, how it started, how it became to be what it is today? Yeah. So 2000 in November of 2013, I went into a meeting at Brazos Bend State Park with a, a runner named Larry Cosin. Larry is a, a dentist in San Antonio now, big runner though. Um, and we went into a meeting together. I was the president of Houston Area Trail Runners. He was a guy, uh, Larry was a guy who was always very active. So he went into the meeting wanting to do like a free race inside of Brazos Bend State Park. And they were doing those already through a company, um, through a company out there. I can't remember the name, but they'd get like two or 300 people. They'd use the pavilion. They'd let people make a loop. It was a very like informal race, but it was getting people Pilates powerhouse. That, that's who put the race on. They did a great job. So we went into that meeting. He went into that meeting thinking that's what we were going to do. For some crazy reason, when we got into this meeting, I sold the park on letting me put on a real race in April. Uh, so six months away. And I had never put on a real race. We were putting on mock races at Memorial Park like every few months, which people would come to for free. We'd time it. And it was like a way to promote the Houston area trail runners. And we were really trying to get people into trail running because, you know, people thought Houston was flat and they don't have their trails and so on and so forth. Right. So, um, but long story short is we went in this meeting, I pitched a 50 miler, um, all the way down to like a 10 K the park said I could do it. We leave the meeting. I'm so stoked. I can't, can't wait to get started. And my buddy Larry calls me on the way home and he's like, dude, I am not doing any of that. He was like, I'm going to dentist school. He's a dentist. He's like, that's not what I wanted to do. Like you took the ball and went crazy. And, um, and we did. And ultimately six months later, we put on Brazos Bend. We had 590 people show up for our first yeah. race. Um, the problems that we have then are so laughable because it's like all these learning curves. But about three months before the race happened, my wife, who was working at a doctor's office, kind of looked up, saw what I was doing, jumped in, helped me the last three months get some volunteers and do some stuff. And ultimately, we put on the race as a couple. Um, essentially, we didn't really ever think we would put on more races than that. But we actually finished the race came home, went to sleep the same night, woke up the next morning. And my wife looked at me, she said, how did you think? What did you think about it? And I didn't want to answer because I was so stoked. So I asked her, what did she thought? And she told me that it reminded her of our wedding day where we prepared for months, six months, we gave it all we got, but it's over. It, everything's packed in the truck. It's back at our house and it, it was over so fast. So that, that kind of light, for us of doing something as a family that was exciting. And then ultimately seeing everyone's like Facebook posts and tags on us 
seeing how much people got from it, we were like, man, like this is, this makes us happy and this makes people happy. How do we do this more? So within six months, my wife quit her job in the doctor's office. And then within a year, I, I sold my part of a, a tax company that I owned and we started race directing full, full time by the end of 2015. Wow, that's an amazing story. It's crazy to see it, like your, your passion for it really shows when you talk about like your excitement and everything for that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm starting a new race. Uh, I'm just starting out small with like a 5k in December. I'm stoked for that. Like 10 people have already signed up, you know, it's not a lot of people that signed up already, but you know, I'm like stoked for it. And I plan on putting on some races in the, a, a really hard race in the summer and everything like that. So, um, that, that's, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to see that you're, you're someone who's like actually passionate about it. Um, tell, tell us how you got into trail running. How, how did that all work out? So I, I was, I think maybe like 2011. I'm trying, I'd have to see what the time frame was, but maybe 2000 and 2011, I found running. I was like 370 pounds. I was a smoker. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm an addict. So I, I was drinking and I was, I was on that propelled life of thinking like that's the way that I would live and die. And that's just ultimately who I was very unhealthy and had gone through a divorce and was, was at the, like the least, the least good part of my life, the worst part of my life and had met my wife, my wife now. And right before that, I had started to lose some weight. Um, just intentionally at a friend of mine who looked at me and said, Hey, you're going to, you're going to die if you keep drinking and keep doing all this crazy stuff, like you're, you can see the pattern, right? So I had started to lose some weight. I met my wife and I ended up getting around people that were active and they kind of like their activity made me want to, to be active. And then ultimately I quit doing all the stuff that I was doing and I started running, uh, not trail running, just running and started running, was losing weight, was running more and more. And then ultimately ended up, <laughs> ended up signing for a 50 mile race as my first trail race wow. um, because I'm an idiot <laughs> and, and went out to this race called the grasslands, which is an amazing race yeah. in North, in North Dallas. Right. Yeah, that's where I live. I, I yeah. Live there, yeah. It is a super great race. Yeah. Um, it defeated me every time I've ever run it, but um, I got about um, 30 miles. I got about, I got 30 miles in and uh, I broke my foot. Um, on a rock and I wanted to go like three miles more because I knew that that was like a 50 K in, in, in my mind. That was, that's where I needed to be. And, uh, I, I finished 33 miles wow. and that was in March and I was super stoked. And then maybe five months later, I ran cactus rose 50 miler, um, and did it really well. And like had a knockout race to where like I was really happy and stoked. And then from then, you know, I, I'm like a lot of other people that I just went crazy. I ran, you know, hundred milers and I did a lot of like crazy things one after the next, but, uh, along this, along this pathway, um, I had two leg, two knee surgeries and not, not because of running, but just, uh, at the time that they didn't know what happened or why my knee kept going out. So I had two full knee surgeries and then three years ago, they ended up taking the image and x-ray of my knee too high. So like high up in my thigh. And then they actually found that I had a femur deformity. So my wow. femur was bent 
and because it was bent, it was the bend of it was making my knee basically go up. It was basically like it's that's what's been ruining my knee. So they cut my leg in half and they put it back together with a steel rod and now I have a straight leg. And I still have a pretty janky knee, like the last few days it's been terrible, but yeah. ultimately um, running for the longest time, you know, gave me a lot of purpose to be sober, um, you know, attach me to the community. And as my really good friends say, they would say, we'd well, never be a great race director if you didn't have a bad knee, because I was like most people, in this sport, I was young in the sport. I was hungry. I had, you know, that just enough ego to want to be competitive. So it was like run, 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 run all, you know, every day, you know, just as much as you can. So had I not slowed down, I would have never, you know, become a race director. So, but I'm hoping 2021, I'm going to get back to, to doing some races and, and finally feel like I can get back into like, being being out on the trails and running races obviously I can't run my own so uh, but yeah that's kind of how I got into running as far as like at the physical part of the sport yeah that's an amazing story just to, just to hear all that and, and all you've overcame it's it's really amazing to see see where you are now and how you're able to do that um, so how, how what's your what, what's your fire because you obviously have a fire in you and what's your what's your why you know, for me, it's business. It's that's it's weird because that's a hard pill for people to swallow when they right. talk about like race directing or they talk about. And I'll tell you why that is. Anytime you have a service industry, which is how I was raised, both of my parents were service industry people. It's hard for people to it's hard for people to kind of swallow that you're in business and you provide a service. A great example of that, no disrespect, is pastors, right? I, I'm not a pastor, but uh, if pastors do really well, they kind of people go, man, why is that guy doing so well? I thought he was a pastor. And, and, and even though this pastor's like, well, man, I write all these books and I do all this great stuff. People are like, yeah, but, but you're, you're a service provider, right? You shouldn't, you, sh you, know, you shouldn't be wealthy or whatever it is. So the same thing kind of applies into this. If if people do well at race directing or people have done well at race directing, a lot of people kind of look at it and say like, Oh man, like it, it is this way or the other. But the truth is for me is I've been in business since I was five years old. And when I say that, I mean that I used to yeah. go do the baseball card shows at the convention center by myself when I was seven years old, I was the youngest kid there. Um, I still currently move baseball cards. I got, but some I picked up here recently. Except I had some. I noticed. I, I, got, I got some Tyler Heroes. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, I noticed. I noticed cards are starting to become more and more popular, uh, <laughs> being traded, and the prices are going crazy. Some cards are, are trading for absolutely crazy amount on eBay and everything like that. So I've been. I've been yeah, I mean, and that, that's kind of like this extension of of uh, of uh, of like people getting older and being in it. But yeah. I show you that because like I've. I've always enjoyed the business of whatever it is, right? Yeah, so you're natural. I love, yeah, I love trail running as a community. And I said this in, in the movie they made, it's like, I have never found something that I loved that I made a business. The businesses that I had before trail running was like the tax business. Like it was a hundred hours a week, 
you know, you're just crashing for numbers. You're having to manage employees and make them miss their kids' soccer games to hit your numbers and stuff like that. It was very high stress. It paid really well. But at the end of the day, I had never found something that I loved before I ever thought of doing it as a business. And we ran the Houston area trail runners for four years before I ever put on a race, before I ever leveraged the community or said, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And ultimately we ended up putting on races for a living because there wasn't any races in our area or there wasn't races that I thought were being done. Like, you know, we went out to El Paso. We've been out to El Paso for years and put on Franklin's. It's it's one of it's the toughest race in Texas. But you know that mountain's been there for forever, right? But yeah. no one ever wanted to pay the money. No one ever wanted to go scout it. No one ever wanted to you know do the hard work. I mean, we've spent um, five trips out there before we ever decided to make it a race. I mean, you're talking about thousand, two, three thousand dollar trips. You know, as a family, so. We really thought, I really thought of it as how do I, how do I, how do I show people places that they've never been and how do I like manipulate the race so that you get to see these things that I see. And ultimately I really like seeing people win. That's aside from the business to be at the finish line of a, of a trail race, no matter if it's a 5k or a hundred miler is there's just, if you can't like that, at least for me, then you just, you just in the wrong business because to me, it's special. Like people finishing things that are life changing people losing hundreds of pounds to get there. People, you know, that, that are young or old finishing something that they'll never forget. And, 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 and it doesn't, that it doesn't last forever. Your hundred K that you finish might be your only hundred K that you ever finish. Wow. Yeah. I never looked at it like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think that, you know, I'm someone who's, been non-runner and been a runner and ultimately i think that that you know as as far as is that my why is still the community of seeing them succeed but i also have a selfish business side to me that really likes to build businesses um have a few and i really like the the really i like the stuff that people don't like the data behind the scenes the seeing why people sign up for races the the nerdy stuff the we do counts of what people eat at the aid stations and we like to determine what they eat more whether like I, I still look at it as a business because I've told people this before. You want me to see it as a business. You want me to look at it. Like I need to give you everything that I can to make your, your time there special. And I don't think I would treat it that way if, if, if I didn't like have money involved or if it didn't really matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that's a that's an amazing insight. Um, everyone listening out there, I'm gonna make sure to leave all of his um, his company's website, Facebook, Instagram, all that. I'm gonna leave that in the description. Do you have anything uh, anything else you have left for anybody out there? No, I just tell people, hey, I mean, it's it's trail running is if it, it was already on this huge boom, it's about to be insane as people start to get back and start to look for something like trail running and running in general. Is, uh, is about to be on this massive boom. So I'm super stoked to see people. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of great races out there. I mean, I, I, I am one company, but like if you're in the Dallas area, like the Barmos that put on uh, Grasslands do a great job. Ultra Expeditions is up there. Libby's up there. Like we have, I, I've been all over the country racing, but we have some of the best races in Texas and the best race directors that care 
you know, uh, out of anywhere in the state. So I would encourage you guys that have never run a trail race before, find a race that's in your local area. You'll probably hear about one of those people I just mentioned. Give it a try. And it's definitely a community over competitive aspect. So I think that that's why, that's why it grows so much. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that was Rob with Trail Racing over in Texas. Make sure you guys go to his Instagram, Facebook. Give him a shout out. Let him know that you, you came from this podcast. Um, and make sure y'all tune in every Saturday. We have a new guest every Saturday. Um, next Saturday, we're going to have a guest from North Texas Trail Runners. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And I'll see you guys then.